Hey guys, can we chop it up for a second before we start the show? Of course, Nady Appleseed. We always have time to chat with the guy who invented the wooden fish percussion instrument. Yeah, Nady Appleseed. Chatting with you is sweeter than a cinnamon snickerdoodle. Well said, Brent. Thank you, Catherine. That's nice, but we're about to record our 25th episode and I'm 0 for 24 on the intro so far. I need to take accountability for my failure. Close your mouth and stop making words. You delicate bowl of rose water. You are a lighthouse in the storm. Yeah, you tiny bowl of rose water broth. You are the beacon of light that protects us from the rocky shores of life. I know, but you both deserve better. So I hired some hackers on the dark web to steal your identities, and now I have all the information anyone could ever need to write an accurate intro. So go ahead and open your scripts, and let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films. Movies. And the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate, and I'm the number one PBI in MC. What do those letters mean? I'm the number one peanut butter influencer in Missouri City. I understand less. You know, peanut butter, salt jam, the thirst maker, smooth, crunchy, or that kind with the special juice on top. If it's crushed up peanuts, I'm influencing the hell out of it. I still generally do not understand. Okay, boomer. It's real simple. I make videos of me adding peanut butter to different kinds of foods, and it's very popular. Sometimes I put it on normal food like banana, but sometimes I get crazy and I put it on some ice cream. I'm not one of those clickbait peanut butter influencers who puts peanut butter on gross food just for the hate clicks. My page is for people who actually love peanut butter and for people with allergies who want to live vicariously through me. Oh, that's nice. Speaking of polarizing flavors... Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? Thank you, Catherine. I'm Brent, and I'm a passionate fly fisherman. I love waking up early, pulling my big rubber pants up to my nipples, and dragging my sorry ass out into the icy waters of the Nova Scotia River. Many people ask me why I prefer fly fishing to boat fishing or worm fishing. And I think the main reason is the peacefulness and the fact you can just let your pee go at any time if you're standing in the water. But doesn't the pee get trapped inside your rubber pants? <laughs> at first, yes. But it diffuses into the water if you're out there long enough. Oh, that's true. It diffuses. Carry on. That's pretty much all I want to say. I like tricking stupid fish with the fake bug made of knots, and if you're still out there long enough, it diffuses. Okay. I'm Nate. Let's start the show. <laughs> oh, my Lord. This is what it sounds like uh, when we do a podcast. We're currently doing one. This is the North American Friends Movie Club. Uh, it's right there in the name of our show before Movie Club, which is very important to us. But before that comes Friends. 
Uh, so I have to ask you both, friends, how are you doing? <sighs> uh oh. <laughs> I've been having a hard week. It's a tough week for Kate. It's been a hard week. And we're used to hearing Brent talk about the heat, but now Kate's going to talk about the heat. Mm. It mm-hmm. has been over 100 degrees multiple days in a row. And I went to a lake and had two glasses of champagne. And it was if someone hit me with a Mack truck. Like the heat mixed with alcohol, what the scientists say is true. You, you can't do it. And even though I didn't drink a lot, it just really hurt me. And I feel like I've been climbing out of that hole. So I feel like this is what it's like to be an elderly person. Drunk. <laughs> I was thinking today, I just woke up and I was just sore for no reason. Just so sore. Like, not just like aches and pains, like sore for everywhere. Hmm. And I also participated. I had two beer at a family thing in the sun. I sat there and everyone had hats on. I didn't have a hat on. I did my hair for some reason. <laughs> and the sun was just beating on me. I had two beer and I felt like a lizard on a rock. Oh, yes. I was even in the water. So I don't even think I was like aware of how hot I was. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. I was cooled off. And mm-hmm. then I came home. And I literally passed out for hours. And like my daughter was just like playing by herself while her mom is sleeping. Mom's been drinking again. (laughs) Mama day drinking. No. And it wasn't because of that. It was like, I just, oh, I think I got overheated like legitimately. Yeah. If I get too hot, if I have a big day in the sun, there's a, there's nothing in the world that makes me more sleepy. Ugh. Mama's, mama's been drinking bubbly ripping heaters in the water <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't even stay there that long i was it was like brunch thank fuck we never would have made the recording i know seriously anyway why champagne you? um i have a group of girlfriends we're all mental health professionals and every month we get together for brunch and one of my girlfriends has a beautiful lake house with a boat and so she invited us over there for brunch and so she had uh frozen lemonade in these beautiful uh molds of flowers and then you mm-hmm. pour the champagne over it it was so delightful and so elegant and like what a lovely time but do cool. the girlfriends know about Nate and I um they know I have a podcast yeah but to like if you said Brent or Nate would they know I don't know maybe you one should tell or them. two of them I you mean should tell them about- <laughs> no, you should, you should tell I want I want the girlfriends to know about Brent at least you know, it's a, it might be better for Kate to keep those uh two flavors from touching on the plate you know what I'm saying <laughs> So, like, they're my actual friends. They don't need, they know my personality. Like, they really, they like me and love me. They don't. Oh, like, if they listen to the podcast, they wouldn't be, like, aghast? No, not at all. They'd be like, The fancy one that's, the the fancy one that freezes lemonade and flower mold sounds like she would be aghast. Yeah. Like, clutching pearls. She has a fantastic personality. Her name is Jenna, and she's one of those people, not unlike yourself, Brett, that is so charming, but very cranky. Hmm wonderful yep. mix but like only a few yep. people can pull that off it's very hard my to stomach went up and, and down cranky. like i was on a roller coaster there like when you said 
oh, you're so charming. I was like, oh, and then you went, but cranky. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that, but I understand what you're saying. And I think most, I don't want to use, I want to pump myself up. I mean, Jenna, but geniuses are like that, aren't they? Yeah, they are. That's (laughs) true. Like, they are they excel in one area, but they're quite uh, cantankerous. Yeah, like uh, Joe Pesci and my cousin Vinny, or Joe mm-hmm. Pesci alone, mm. Joe Pesci in Casino. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. <laughs> we don't need to do it. I, I just think you should tell Jenna about me and Nate and the other girlfriends and just say, hey, these are Brent's, these are the Canadians. I could tell that you really would like to be validated by us sharing you with everyone else. Basically, I just want as many people as possible to know about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, for sure. That's all. It's nothing like that. It's nothing creepy or anything. I think we need to start. We we also, we often talk about t-shirts, but I mm-hmm. think maybe we need one and it should just be a Brent's face with the guy. And it says, this man is Brent. This Yes, and it has the guy. This is Brent and his friend. And it's that weird guy that, you know. Azazel. Azazel, yes. <laughs> yeah, just uh, I just I just feel like people should to know about us in mm-hmm. general. I like when I know somebody, and I feel My like family people should knows know. all about you guys, and they know like by name and like they'll be like, which one lives on the island, which one lives the other place. I saw a picture the other day of you and your other sister, not Jennifer. Yeah, that's Jamie. Yeah. What's up, Jamie? Big J. Big J. <laughs> I, and I, wrote on it, I said, why do I look like the older sister? Yeah, I was like, eh. I was like, fucking Kate dog meet this picture. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> ah, I was like, what Rich. up, Jamie? What up, Jamie? It's <laughs> so oh like, literally, Lord. I stopped. I was, like, I was like, what was that, Jamie? I was like, yeah, so what up, Jamie? Oh, my goodness. I'm touching my pearls. Oh, I know. Poor Jenna's going to hate this section. <laughs> Fancy ass lemonade mold. How are you, Nate? Um, I'm doing good. You know what? I I don't. I never like to uh, get up early. That's I'm famously a night guy. Night wolf. Okay, Batman, calm down. I'm famously a night guy. Um, <laughs> but once I'm up. I, I'm feeling good. I like the daytime once I'm up. It's just waking up <laughs> as a miserable experience. Yeah, I completely agree. Yes. I, I got out today and it's like warm, but not too hot. And it's kind of humid, but not disgusting. It's like smells like rain. It was quite the it was quite the experience. Sounds complicated. I don't usually get to smell the dew. You know what I'm saying? Dew is usually gone by the time I'm up. This is my favorite. One of my favorite things in life is Nate just discovering normal things that we do every day. <laughs> like the time that he cleaned his bathroom. Did you guys know there's moisture on the ground in the morning? I mean, it's nostalgic for when I used to be a human being, you know? <laughs> it's like, I, it's like I just really enjoyed like the, the big ball in the sky was out and I never really see that. It was warm. Uh, have you guys heard of this thing? I don't know if I'm saying it right. I've only ever read it. Breakfast? <laughs> yeah, listen, I've seen your breakfast before. The brown, <laughs> brownest experience in the world. What do you have for breakfast if you eat breakfast? Uh, eggs and hash browns is my most classic uh, Nate breakfast. Today I had a, a Tim Hortons breakfast. I had an egg and cheese on a bagel with a hash brown and a coffee. 
Delicious. I've been craving a breakfast sandwich lately. Mm. I might do that soon. I'm never up early enough to get one, so I was like, oh, special trip. I I ate a bagel today. It was real good. I even ate it without toasting it. Oh, that's that's fu- fu- yeah. That's weird. I, I tilted my head a bit, like okay. What do you mean you didn't I toast it? I played a yeah. I didn't toast it. I just ate it. Uh, raw dogged it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my! <laughs> that's gonna be my impression of Jenna every time we say something like that. She's gonna be oh my, and she's oh, grabbing my. her per- she's grabbing her pearls. Uh, and then you put uh, the the what you know the stuff on top. Cream cheese. Cream cheese. Thanks. I was gonna call it on top, cream, and I knew. I knew it was wrong. Wait, 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 you just took a bagel. You know what she meant. I opened the bagel. It was already. Yeah, you, know, you don't open it. This is going to be tough to go through if you question every word. <laughs> love you two. You two are my fucking favorite things in the world. Why? One co-host is going off about he got up in time to see the sun. Another co-host is going about a bagel that she didn't toast, but it was pre-cut. And she put the cream cheese on top, top. of it where the seeds are. No, there's no seeds. It was completely. It was a plain bagel that you open up and the insides <gasps> both had cream cheese on them. And I eat them separately. I don't eat it like a sandwich. Mm, yeah. No. Me and Brent actually had this discussion before of like, do you eat the bagel open faced and it's like if you are are you if you're stationary you can have an open faced bagel mm-hmm. and if you're driving you gotta eat it like a bagel sandwich. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I've ever eaten a bagel sandwich or a bagel in my car ever. Mm. This- yeah. That's this is why we're different. We live different lives. It's Canadian thing. You guys are driving around with your bagel sammies. Yeah. That's so next time you meet a Canadian just ask them and they'll be like, oh yeah, I've had some bagel sandwiches in my car. For sure. How about you, Brent? How are you doing? Um, I'm doing really good. I've made a major life decision. Ooh. Okay. Let's play some let's play some life decision music. Yep. Okay. And I've decided <laughs> I stopped like the music was gonna I play. Know, I didn't know. <laughs> Uh, I've decided to become friends with the fox that comes at night. Oh. I'm going to try to befriend it and have regular visits with him or her. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked yet. And I <laughs> just want to have that fox as a companion. So this is a real fox, not something you've imagined. Nope. Okay. This um, isn't like you eat a really hot pepper and now you're seeing the fox like that episode of The Simpsons. Speaking of, no, no. But speaking of peppers, did you guys ever hear of sport peppers? No. Mm-mm. They're the peppers that go on like Chicago style hot dogs. Okay. Yep. What a stupid fucking name. Sport They're called peppers. sport? Yeah. Stupid, right? Because you, you eat them at the sports, sports place? There you go. Oh. Yeah, that's, I don't like that. Um, I think I do actually. I think I like that's it a lot. That's why you should name your fox friend. Name him Sport Pepper. <gasps> name him Pepper. That's so Pepper cute. Pepper is definitely an option. It's a pretty good name for a fox. I just sent a picture of Pepper in the the group. Oh. Um, I want. I read about it. They don't very rarely do they attack humans unless they're rabbit, sure. which I don't think this thing is. They eat rodents like rats, and we all know COVID rats are just fucking yeah. out of control. Yeah, cursing a lot this episode. I gotta clean it up. A bit. This is the uh, farthest away photo of an animal. This could. This looks like it's made by AI. 
What do you want me to this do? Like, <laughs> this looks Creep like... Creep up there. Look at that. That literally looks like a painting. Mm, it's pretty... Yeah, it's it's it, uh, it's also the nighttime, so his camera's doing a lot of work there. It's like 1 a.m. There's a zoom going on. It's dark. Are you going to go and- I did that. They don't respond to that. <laughs> they don't speak dog? No, I, I read what to do when approached by a fox, and it listed a bunch of things, and I'm just going to do the opposite of all those things. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, no. my guess was, like, stay away, try to scare it away, don't talk to it, whatever you do. What if you get bit by it? Uh, I read that, and they hardly bite humans unless they're provoked or rabid. Also, Kate, that's content. Fox bite, yeah. Yeah, Brent gets bit by a fox. That's fuck <laughs> intro but if you get done rabies, that week. You're dead. Like, no, rabies is 1800 stuff. No, it's you're not, not going to die from rabies. Yes, you will. If I die from rabies, I wasn't meant for this world. Yeah, if he goes out like that, <sighs> then you know what? I go out like that because there's a lot of things yeah. in life that can give you rabies. Yeah. Whatever. He's not going to bite me. He's going to be my friend. Him or her. Pepper is going to be my friend. And all I want is just to, when sh- they see me, when they're doing their nighttime thing, they see me, they run up, but they get a little head scruff. And okay. eventually I'll get them in the house in the living room with the boys. Okay. So the one thing I know about foxes yep. and the reason that they cannot be kept as domestic pets mm-hmm. is uh, no matter how long they live anywhere, mm-hmm. their instinct is just to piss on everything. Mm-hmm. So you bring a fox into your house. Yeah. It's just going to piss. It's going to piss on every single thing you own. It's a story. That Okay. Oh, my God. Look, so I have people you know, over. I'm like, hey, you see that couch you on? that? Yeah. A fox <laughs> pissed on that. You see the oven over there? Yeah. Fox pissed on it. Yeah. A fox pissed on it. I see you guys sniffing. You want to know what that is? No, I don't think fox piss stinks that bad and sticks oh around. Oh, my God. Yes. I bet fox piss is one of the strongest I agree. bad smells on earth. Just, I agree. I just have an instinct about it. Oh, well, I'm glad that we're doing podcasts with David Attenborough now. All of a sudden, <laughs> we're all fox experts. <laughs> Why would they have strong? They're beautiful farm creatures. They wouldn't have stinky piss. Because they eat, they eat animals. So they're pee. So do gonna... I. So my pee stinks? Mm, Probably. I mean, if, if you did it in the house. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, I don't think it's going to piss on anything. It that that is Please way down the road. Please don't bring it into your home. Like I, uh, you know what? Let let him try. I'd, I let him try. I just want to have a little fox friend. That's Are all. you going to uh, ask him if he wants to be a part of Heart University? Oh, Pepper's the mascot. <laughs> Pepper, yeah, you'll laugh until you see a picture with my arm around Pepper and has <laughs> it on the background. And your eyes are crossed and you're fucking drooling with foam out of your mouth. <laughs> no, rabies would Azazel will be holding us both. Yeah. And oh me me and Pepper and Azazel. Yeah. Pepper the Fox from Heart University. Okay. Mascot. The ca- the canon grows. The podcast yeah. canon grows. <laughs> um so yeah, if you guys are good at art, go ahead and draw Pepper and submit uh, to the Pepper <laughs> Heart University mascot contest. <laughs> oh, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Um, we're starting a new month this month, you guys. We are. It's, it's September and it's Kate's pick. So, Kate, why don't you tell everybody about your theme for this month? Well, as you know, September starts with the word S, or excuse me, the letter S. And so does the word suspense. So, That's true. September is suspense month 
September's for suspense. And the first film I chose is the 2017 American psychological horror film, Get Out. You certainly did, Kate. <laughs> you certainly did. Yes, uh, I oh, The wheels fell off of this episode pretty quick, didn't they? <laughs> I, know, I know. What happened? What's wrong? Um, well, this is the part of the show where I say, now you have to tell us what the movie's about. And then you say, no, because it's my movie. But I'm happy uh, do. to do it if you guys don't want to. Well, if you you're the you're the king of this, so we always want the king to perform. Did anyone prepare? Um, I did not prepare for this. I do have a lot of notes. Okay, Britt, did you prepare to do a synopsis? If not, mm-hmm. I will go ahead. Yeah, you're gonna do the synopsis because I did the last week. Can't have Brent two weeks in a row. Yeah. The main character's name is Chris Washington, and he is a black man who's a photographer from Brooklyn, and he is dating a woman named Rose, and Rose has invited him to meet her family, the Armitages. Is that how you pronounce it? That's Armitages. Better than I would have got with, yep. Um, They arrive, and he meets... uh, the mother and the father they are well they appear to be well-meaning liberals and have weird reflections and questions about him being a black man um the mother missy is a psychiatrist and um uses hypnosis with a spoon and a tea to uh hypnotize him into what's called the sunken place where he is susceptible to um what would you say? How would you say that? Susceptible to mind control, I guess. Yes, I'd say that's right. The next day, they are having a party. The parents are having a party where a bunch of weirdo, older white people are there. Included in that group is a black man who um, Chris thinks looks familiar. So he takes a picture of him when the when then when the phone flashes to take the picture uh, the black man whose name is i think logan or something introduced yeah well he's introduced yeah Yeah. and then so he sends it to his buddy rod um who throughout the movie is kind of the comic relief who works at tsa and they discover that actually logan is this andre guy that was kidnapped um a few months earlier fast forward chris is like multiple weird things are happening um all of the people that work at the estate are uh, black individuals that act very weird. Come to find out, the Armitages for two generations have created this brain surgery um, where white people choose a black person whose body they want to inhabit and they basically switch out their brains and Chris is able to uh, escape during the beginning of his procedure. And uh, the movie ends with a happy ending. The end. The end. Excellent. Very job, well Kate. done. Very well done. Very oh, well done. It's like I was watching it all oh. over again. Oh. I don't <laughs> think people understand what that t- does to, to you. 
No, I did not realize what I was doing to Kate until the like six weeks in when she was like, you do it. And then I was like, but uh, uh, so the movie starts with the credits. It says directed <laughs> by, produced by. <laughs> Pretty sure it was shot with a camera. I like it. And I think it's if I was a listener, I would need a snub. And that's what I told Nate before we even started the podcast. I was like, we need to have a point in which during the podcast we explain the plot because I yes. hate that. And also, know. I know there's lots of people who listen to the show and never watch the movies. So yes. We got to tell them what's happening at least a little bit. I think some important points to note are that the black individuals who are working on the property um, are actually the grandparents. So the grandparents' brains are inside of mm -hmm. Georgina and the the landscaping guy, which I think. Oh, Walter. Walter. Yes. Yeah crazy but isn't that like why would they want i understand but why would they want to be like the maid and the groundskeeper i think um they all they just play that part while when people are there a stranger is there okay so they just to stay out of the way because it's vi those performances those two performances in in particular are so interesting and so good mm -hmm. because they nail the mannerisms of old waspy people so perfectly it's like and it's genuinely unsettling to see like just a young body with these like very old and they're and and like they're sort of i heard uh, Walter, the guy who plays Walter, his name's Marcus Henderson. He was talking about Jordan Peele giving him direction and being like, you have to play it like you have a secret that you really want to tell, but you can't tell it. And then when I was watching it with that, I was like, oh, this performance is amazing. It's so weird and unsettling. In his running, when mm -hmm. Walter runs, that is scary running. I don't know if that's a thing, but it was. <laughs> yeah, it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a note about that. <laughs> so, Brent, had you seen this before? I have. Um, okay, so everybody had seen it. Yeah, I, I had seen it when it first came out, and I think I watched it twice really close together. Like, I think I watched it once and enjoyed it, and then watched it again maybe a week later. Uh, but it's been enough time now that I this movie played so differently watching it this time and i wasn't sure if i was going to enjoy it knowing all the twists but knowing all the twists made it super weird super weird to watch and good because like especially allison williams the first time you watch the movie it does a really good job until the moment of the reveal of making it seem like she might not be in on it yes like he, She's so loving and so genuine and like in a creepy way when you watch it again, but you're like, oh, what a wonderful person. What a, she's doing her best. She's not perfect, but they, they, she obviously cares about this person. And then when you're watching it, knowing what she's going to do, you're like, oh, this is fucking creepy. Yeah. I think this is a movie that it has one of those mandatory, like double viewings. You have to watch it again to pick up how good it was once you know the twist. Yes. Like, you really see how good she was as her character once you know the twist and like everybody else and everything it makes sense. So I was glad I saw it before and I got to watch it again, knowing what I know, watching it. Um, it just, everyone was so good in it. Yeah. And it's, that's a very big difference from a lot of both 
horror movies and suspense movies where once you know the twist, it's usually not that enjoyable to watch those movies again. So it's a huge credit to this movie that once you do know the twist, it's still really, really compelling to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what were what are some of your notes? I didn't take very many notes because I was just enjoying watching it. <laughs> I I wrote down quite a few notes because like I I have to say this is one of the this is the this is a film this is a movie and yes. this is the cinema. This yeah, is we're going cinema. yeah we're going to the movies now. This yeah. is all three and uh, there's just so many little moments that I love. So why don't yeah we already kind of got into it. But why don't we go ahead and talk about uh let's start with you brent uh my first note is life is precious um it's true that deer <laughs> right that, that, yeah life is precious um I, that deer just could have ended it all mm-hmm. um, um my next note allison williams is uh, i was watching it and i was like god damn amanda pete looks good like she <laughs> aged so fucking well. I'm like, I remember her in Saving Silverman. She was so good. She was hot as hell. And now look at her. She's got like, she's gotten hotter. And she doesn't look it's like it's not like it's all natural. No, she had no work done. And it wasn't until like deep into the movie where I realized this is not man to Pete at all. This ain't, this isn't even close to a Pete. But you're, I'm, I'm not crazy, this right? Is she Brian looks, Williams' daughter. Who's Brian Williams? He was on the TV for a long guy. time. Well, she's, yeah, she's excellent, but she's definitely Amanda Pete, just like how that other guy in The Mummy was uh, yeah. um, Billy Zane. Mm. Billy Zane. Yes. Um, what bothered me is he's a photographer, um, and he takes a bunch of bullets, and photography is a big scam, in my opinion. Oh, my Lord. I know. Yeah. Um, I, oh, the camera's doing all the work. Oh, you, you have to have an eye. No, you don't. You just Here's- see something different. <sighs> Like I want to disagree with you. I want to you so bad, but can't. I think of everyone I know who's like a photographer, and I'm like, oh, they're the most pretentious sons of bitches of it's all a time. Scam. Shit, except point and click. But it's a scam. They're actually like, we love cinematography. Like, oh, someone moves the movie camera. I'm like, this is a wizard. This is a king. Someone takes a black and white photo of a fire escape. I'm like, I fucking hate you. But when you see good photography, it is emotional. Like, sure, there is. I mean, I would argue it is an art form, and just like there are people that are like, oh, it's very good at taking pictures of people, or I don't know. I don't. I feel like good photographers are ten thousand times more rare than good musicians. Like, but I do agree that when someone nails a photo, it can be very powerful. Yes, like and I think that's just a luck. Like ah. All of my selfies are yes. I was going to say Kate, <laughs> like my top photographers, Ansel Adams, Kate, <laughs> and uh, if a uh, damn, if I went to school, I would know one more photographer. <laughs> I'll, I'll, one photographer I was impressed with um, is who took that picture of uh, you and Jamie, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> They caught. They captured the human condition really well there. <laughs> <laughs> I I did want to bring up because I wrote down a note the scene where he's using looking through the camera to like check out everybody at the party. Yeah, it's such a good scene and it's so Hitchcocky, mm-hmm. like the music and the the way that it's telling the story by seeing what he is focusing on. I'm like. This Jordan Peele 
is a genius. This man is a genius. He's so many people get movies and they're kind of like, okay, they're good writers and like decent performers, but this guy is a filmmaker. And the story hits every point. Like the plot is so well fleshed out. Yeah. In and out hour and 40 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. There, it doesn't drag at any point. I don't Mm -mm. think. No, my point is with the photography. Why he should? T- why do you take pictures of the dying deer? Like that's that's what you take the picture oh, of. Oh, I couldn't. Why? It's not what I would have thought of. Oh, if you're a photographer, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Mm, maybe you're right. Like <laughs> how many dead deer you're gonna see? Exactly. That's bleeding out and like yeah. caption it like life is precious or you know <laughs> like hashtag death. No, you can literally just take a picture of it, put a black and white filter on it, and caption it um, split second. Boom, there. You're in a, a, an art gallery somewhere. There goes I. This is a photo called There Goes I. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Or dope. <laughs> get it? You get yes. it? Yeah, okay. Um, the only part that really I didn't really like and made me super, I, didn't, I know it was done on purpose, but it made me super like anxious was the dinner scene. When they met the brother. Oh, oh it's the brother. It, that's he was a, the downfall of the whole operation. I have, I don't even know where to start with that brother and that scene. Cause one half of that scene is very interesting because the parents are doing an incredible job of playing that. Like we're fun, laid back, rich liberals. Like, Hey, we're not your normal rich people. We're like uh-huh. a fun family. And like both Bradley Whitford and Catherine Keener are so convincing and you do feel very comfortable. Like when you're, they're doing a great job of doing their best to make uh, Daniel Kaluuya uh, comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then the brother is the only one of them that just has no facade. He just cannot hide who he is inside. And it makes Mm -hmm. that scene so uncomfortable. And that dude's face is Mm -hmm. like so just naturally menacing Mm -hmm. and the fact that he's carrying um a lacrosse stick like and using oh girl yeah that um way he was talking about his body and the way that he kept being like your athletic gifts and like genetically superior and it's like uh i had this moment where i was like oh that's how i talk to every single tall person about baseball yeah (laughs) I'm yeah, like, like, dude, do you, you understand how fucking hard I could throw a baseball if I had your frame? And I'm like, okay, I have to never talk about this again. <laughs> I look at people that are big and athletic, and I'm like, about football, like, you just wasted your life. What yeah, are you doing well, working I'll here? <laughs> you should be making millions in the NFL because if I had that physique. Yeah. yeah. And he kind of says that, too. He he does he says it without saying it where he's like – like, and if you dedicated yourself, like really dedicated yourself, what he's saying is like, if I was in your body, this is mm-hmm. what I would do. And it's like a delusion, right? It's like his own delusion no. of grandeur that the only thing stopping him from being a UFC champion is his yeah. frame. It, yeah, no, I agree with that. It works on so many levels. Actually, I'm, I'm going to step it back a little bit. He did. He is creepy, mm-hmm. but I do agree with that part. It It touched a little close to home for me, yeah. not in the racist way, but like, oh yeah, this is weird. Did you guys, when you watched it the first time, were there any things that the white people said that you had said in your lifetime and you were like, oh? I mean, would I have voted for Obama for a third term? Like, yeah, I I, I probably would have, and I would have said that too. 
But it just really puts in perspective what black Americans specifically have to deal with by well-meaning white people. I think this movie does such a great job of combining social commentary with just an actually really interesting plot. Like, yeah, I feel like I would probably be guilty of being overly nice to people of different races. Yes. To make them feel comfortable, which probably makes them feel uncomfortable. Right. And especially after the last five, 10 years of seeing all this stuff, I think instinctually you just want to be like, hey, you can be comfortable. I'm not going to, I'm not one of them. Yeah. That instinct manifests itself in like microaggressions, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's very, it's interesting to try to figure out how you, what's the best way to navigate it with all the context of the world. Because you can't just be like, just pretend nothing is happening. As soon as the party started, I would have left. Oh, it's, I would have been, I cannot describe the disappointment that I would have had to contain when I found out that I was about to be, and I'm saying this as a white guy, surrounded by like 80 old white people, like, fuck that. Get, I am, I'm feeling sick. Uh, migraine. <laughs> and how, so they didn't know that Chris was going to get upset and leave and, you know, go where he waited by the um, lake with Rose. And then while he was at the lake with Rose, they do the bingo slash selling of Chris. What were they going to do if he wasn't like that was unplanned. I think there's a moment because that happens right after he has his like quote unquote seizure. And then he comes out of Catherine Keener's office and he's like, I'm very sorry for scaring all of you. I'm feeling better now. And then Allison Williams does this thing where she seems like she's being a really good girlfriend where she's like, we're going to go for a walk. Mm. And it's like, oh, yeah, another sign of her being like in tune with his emotion. But really what she's doing is we're going to go for a walk so you guys can do your auction for his body. It's like and watching it the second time, like, oh, she's diabolical. Yeah, that's why it's so good when you watch the second time. Yeah. Oh. She plays it straight up evil. Like she just flips a switch. Yeah. When she goes from crying to holding the keys and being like, you know, I can't give these to you. That's like bone chilling. Yeah. That's really good. Amanda Pete killed it. (laughs) Yeah. So good. (laughs) Uh, Sweet Pete. Speaking of kill it, Stephen Root plays blind people a lot. What else does he play it in? Oh, brother, where art thou? He's the guy uh-huh. that records uh, the Soggy Bottom Boys, and he's, he's also in King of the Hill. He's Bill Dotrieve. Oh my god! And he's in Office Space. He's in Barry Dodgeball. He's one he's of my favorite so character actors. Yeah, I he's love. So him. good. I, I he's agree. great in True Blood, uh, which is an old show now. But god, I haven't he's seen that. In really ages. good in it. He's. I was. I'm so happy to see him, and he. Well, every, I have a note. Everyone in this movie is acting their ass off. Like every single person in this movie is doing something. I want to give medals to fucking everybody because there's so many. Acting chops are so chopped up. So much good acting. Absolutely. There's a hibachi over there. They're chopping things so much. (laughs) There's no weak link. There's no weird, like white carrot in the whole mix. No, nobody is. Cast incorrectly. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. What? White Harris. 
Well, you know, like you get a bag of carrots and sometimes there's that, that one what's, and it's also, that's also from a movie that's from a, Oh, what is it? The matrix. Follow, follow no, the white carrots. Bridesmaids. Uh, anyway, but it's like every bag, there's like a weird white carrot mm. and that like doesn't match the group anyway. Mm. But not in this movie. All orange. That's right. I'm tr- All crispy. I'm trying to think if there's a bad. It, it gives me like it gave off a especially when he's watching the video about the process. Um, it gave me Dharma initiative from Lost vibes. Sure. Also, uh, that video is wild. One. Okay. First of all. He had to edit it himself. He can't send that off to anybody. So mm-hmm. the like uh, Bradley Whitford's dad obviously edited that video himself, and then it has like star wipes and stuff mm-hmm. in the video. <laughs> I was in right away. So yeah. The that uh, the all the art direction around that, the television set, the style of the video, the music that was playing during it, like everything about that is so. Like this movie is very hard to categorize and describe because it is a horror movie. It's definitely a suspense movie, but it doesn't do all of the stuff from horror, especially that I really don't like. Like, oh, we didn't discuss that at all. I'm not a big horror movie guy at all. Mm. Like, I don't, for the most part, there's like five or 10 horror movies that I really enjoy watching. But this one, there's a couple very important things. One, there's almost no scenes where Chris is sneaking around like in a lesser movie, he'd be like sneaking into the office and seeing a document and then sneaking into the basement and seeing everything. They waste so much time with him, like creeping around and just doing fake suspense. Of, like, is he going to get caught? There's none of it in this movie. And then there, the, the violence is really well done especially when he kills the brother mm-hmm. in a, in a shitty horror movie, they would have shown the brother getting his face caved in. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have been able to resist. They would have given you a shot of like a, someone smashing their foot on a watermelon basically. And it's smushing Ugh. everywhere, but he, it happens behind the wall and you just see him like doing it, but you, but it's, it's all happening. You only see his body, not his foot. And I'm like, that's so much restraint and it makes this movie so much fucking better, so much more rewatchable. And it, the things I think about from this movie are not the gore at all. It's everything else related to it, right. which is what it should be. I agree. And I like how, so the basement is the nicest like mm-hmm. torture facility mm-hmm. ever. And I think that really speaks to white people and how we're all about presentation. Like there's this facade of being so normal and behind it is just like a rotting mass of ugh. Kate, I didn't think of that. I, I, I noted that the basement was like beautiful. I was like, oh, if you got real wood on your walls, you're rich. Like especially in your basement. Don't you have real wood on your walls? No, I have. I have just fake. I have got laminate. It's plastic that makes it look like wood. But if you got like (laughs) some real, like they cut down a real tree to make those walls, you know you're rich. But I didn't. (laughs) I didn't think of what you just said. That that's actually a metaphor for like why would the basement be nice? It's a torture basement. There's no reason to have it beautifully appointed. But 
you're exactly right is that they're even in the torture we try to make it look classy and elegant well, pine, pine cones in a bowl pine cones in a bowl <laughs> well and think about like nazis or like 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 uh like german nazis and like the, the most evil comes from people that look so normal wearing hugo I mean, boss uniforms absolutely yeah the part where i knew that the parents were evil was when um Georgina is pouring the iced tea mm-hmm. and they don't say thank you when she yeah. pours the iced tea. Oh, and I go, I don't like that. These people, no matter what they say next, they're evil. Manners. That's so white of me, though. It's so white of me to be into manners, but I, I really appreciate that. Uh, if saying thank you is white, then you can call me, uh, what's a really white guy? <laughs> You can call me Nate Usher. Nate Usher. <laughs> you guys have any other notes? I'm just looking through. Oh, the one scene that I really want to talk about is the the therapy scene with Catherine Keener and uh, Daniel Kaluuya is so good. It's one of it's like a top 100 movie scenes of all time. The uh-huh camera is just slowly zooming in on each of them the whole time like so fucking slowly it's just getting closer and closer and closer so you barely notice it Catherine keener is doing so much because she's flipping from being so charming so uh empathetic so good at communication to when she does the voice change it hits so fucking hard where she goes mm-hmm. from like very empathetic, very receptive to like terrifying in a second. What do you do? Nothing. Nothing. I just sat there. You didn't call anyone? No. Why not? I don't know. I just thought that if I did, make it real. Hmm. You're so scared. (sighs) You think it was your fault? How do you feel now? I just thought that whole scene, that whole sequence. And then when he does sink, how he's floating and it's like, this is this. It's it's shit like that. That makes this such a fucking good movie. I really have enjoyed listening to your, uh, your, your like educated takes, your film takes. I had more takes about this one than ever. I felt like I, I've dominated this episode and I, 
need to stop talking so much. No, not no, at all. No, it's very good. It's, it's very, very good. interesting. A good way to share the microphone a little bit more would be maybe if we did a quiz together. Did you do a quiz for this movie, Kate? I sure did. Well, why don't we do that? Are you guys ready for the get out quiz? Yes. All right. Number one, what's the dog's name? Oh. Fred, Sonny, Sid, Jim. And we'll go Brent first. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm going to say Sid. Yeah, that was what the one that kicked off for me. I'm going to say Sid, too. You both are correct. Woo-hoo. All right. Here's a question. Number two, what's the next 9-11, according to Rod? Some geriatric shit? The whites being messy? All them white hairs? Old folks making sex slaves? Oh, I could I could hear him saying all of them. That's well done, Kate. I don't know. It's very <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I go first, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to say D. Old folks making sex slaves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he... TSA agent knows that the next 9-11 is going to be some geriatric shit. He's heating up! Brent is correct. Brent. What is Rod's full name? This is question number three. Rodney Williamson, Rodney Williams, Rodney Simmons, Rodney Rodney Simon. Um, Williams, Rodney Williams. I'm going to go B. You both are correct. So... Brent has gotten all questions correct. Brent's so got far. three, and I've got two. Speaking of deer, how many deer <laughs> cause car accidents each year? Oh, so many, man! <laughs> I love speaking of. Yeah, speaking of. So Anytime good. I hear that, something good's about to happen. Yeah. Five hundred thousand, one million, one point five million, two million. This is worldwide. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Ah, okay, that's okay. So it would be Nate's, right? Nate going first? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm going to say, how many people did deer, how many accidents? How many deer cause car accidents Okay, so year? not deaths, just accidents? Oh, fuck. I Correct. bet it's so many. I'm going to go 1.5 million accidents a year. I'm going to go with uh, 1.2 million. That wasn't an option. Okay, what was the options again? 500,000, 1 million, 1.5 million, 2 million. Um, I'm going to say 1 million. I'm on the board. The answer is 2 million. Oh, my God. That's insane. They are just. It's like Bradley Whitford said in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) They should be dead. Yes, you're right. Man, All one right. time I was driving to Banff with my dad and we almost hit a caribou. It was one of the most like fucking intense oh, moments God. of my life. Oh my Those God. things are huge. Huge. That's oh, scary. Fuck, it was crazy. All right. At its peak, how many enslaved people were located in the United States? One million, two million, three million, four million. Um it's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm going to say 4 million. I'm going to say 3 million. He's on fire! Brent is in the lead again. The answer is 4 million. It was wishful thinking on my part. 
tried to cut, tried to cut the suffering down by a million and it didn't quite work. Number six, how old was Jesse Owens when he won four gold medals in Berlin? 17 years old, 23 years old, 28 years old, 32 years old. 23. As soon as you said Jesse Owens' age, I thought 32. So I'm going to say 32. This is annihilated. Whoa, no. Nate is correct. He was 23 years old. Why did I go 32 was too old? What a brave dude that dude was. Right? Yeah, big time. Going and stuffing it right down Hitler's throat. Yeah. What a dude. I, we're Stuff gonna go it. on record saying that North American Friends Movie uh, Club is pro Jesse Owens. Anti-Hitler. Absolutely. Anti-Hitler. Yeah. Very anti. We can all do we can all get on board with that one. Yep. All right. What is the name of the educational video? Oh fuck. Coagula Family Experience. Experience the Coagula. Behold the Coagula. Enter the coagula. Um, my turn. I'm going to say A. Okay. I'm going to say behold. This is annihilated. Wow. Whoa! No! It's a tie game. Nate is correct. <laughs> behold Nate. the coagula. Nate. Stephen Root is an amazing character actor with a long filmography. What film did he act in after Get Out? And these are all things he's been in. So which one of these was after Get Out? Finding Dory, Mike and Dave need a wedding need wedding dates, Selma, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, he would fit right into that Buster Scruggs. I, that's what I'm mm-hmm. going with because I love that movie, actually. I'm also saying Buster Scruggs. The tie continues. It was the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, that All movie right. is. I'm a, I only watched that once. I should actually rewatch that movie. I bet it's great. I've never seen it. Yeah, I've good. never seen it. That's what the guy says. What Buster Scruggs sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Does he really? You're just being he's also that is what, it really is what he sounds though. like, Kate. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Last one. <laughs> In what category was Get Out not nominated for an Academy Award? Okay. Best Actor, Best Cinematography, Best Director, Best Screenplay. I'm going to go with Best Actor. If that's true, that's such a load of shit. And no wonder the Oscars suck and we no one should ever watch them if that's true. I mean, really... I'm going to guess cinematography, and I also think the same thing, that if the cinematography wasn't nominated either, that's also bullshit, because it was fantastic, but that's what I'm going with. We have a winner. Mm-hmm. The winner is Nate. This is annihilated. Whoa! Oh, no! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Best, Why? It, it was not nominated for cinematography, but it was Who nominated. was the best actor nominee? Uh, Daniel. Chris. Yeah. No. Oh, no. for sure. He deserved it. He probably deserved the win because he cries like four times in the movie very convincingly. There you guys. You did really good on this quiz. Congratulations. That was fantastic, Kate. 
Thanks. That was a fantastic. Very good job, Kate. I'm, I should have won it, though. Yeah, you blew. You had a huge. <laughs> I did. I did. I blew it to up to in the later stages. Mm-hmm. That should be. I need to close. I need to start closing things out. This is multiple times this has happened. I need to start closing things out. Yeah. You're going to be known as the Maple Leafs of this podcast. You won one time back in 68. I'm like a roll to Chapman right now. I'm giving up half my save opportunities. Yeah. These are hockey references. Well, one was hockey, one was baseball. But yeah, okay. for me and the three gentlemen who listened to this podcast, that was just great content. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why don't we give this movie? Do we do rating first or gold medals? We do first? medals. Let's give these movies medals. medals. Bronze medal, baby. Who are you guys this giving your bronze so medal to? Hard. Did you guys? It is this hard? the hardest. Yes. Very hard. It is the hardest. I'm. I gave my bronze medal to uh, Betty Gabriel, who plays Georgina. She doesn't get mm. a lot of screen time, but she is. Oh, it's so disturbing and it's scary. Like it's. She doesn't do anything scary, but she's so un. It's so unnerving that it. She is scary to watch and. Uh. It really hits home when you see that picture of her and Allison Williams when he's going through the photos. Oh, also, just side note, don't keep a box of evidence, guys. Come on. Right. If you're doing crimes, do not get rid of that box, boys. Uh, But when you see her photo and she's just like a normal looking lady and they're on a date together and then you see her as Georgina, you're like, oh, that's so extra creepy. So that's my bronze. Ugh. I'm going to give my bronze to Bradley Whitford, who I have loved since the days of uh, the, uh, not the The Western wing, the Western wing. Um, He does such a good job of being charming and scary. Mm -hmm. I feel like he does that very well in almost all of his, but he's also humorous. He's just a really all around great actor. So Mm -hmm. he gets my bronze. When he's standing with his turtleneck next to the fire and giving that speech at the like big climax, that's so good. It's amazing. Uh, My bronze is going to have to be split. I tried not to, but I have to split between the actress play Georgina and um, Allison Williams. Mm. Okay. Both mm-hmm. were exceptionally creepy. Um, when she cried, Georgina cried, and then her wig came back to reveal the scar. Mm-hmm. Oh, big motorcycle decided to oh, <clears throat> do a mm-hmm. Yeah. And Allison Williams, when she grabs the keys and says, you know, you're not going to get those keys, right, babe? Mm-hmm. That summed up how evil these people are. And um, yeah, they get my bronze. I gave my silver to Lil Rel. Yeah. Me too. This absolute power powerhouse in this movie. Well, that's a tr- that's a your Hydra oh, right we there. We got a Cerberus on our hands, folks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's good. He's good. He's and I said, check out that movie with uh, Eric Andre. He's just as good. As, he's just as funny. And this was his first movie, and he steals it. He just absolutely steals it. That scene with the detective is so fucking funny. <laughs> she was on the the Cosby Show, was she? And she was on Living Single. Yes. And then I bet we all have the same moment. We'll see. I gave my gold to Daniel Kaluuya. Just. I did too. I gave my gold to Catherine Keener. Oh, the Keener. You know what? I can't argue. I can't argue either. I can't. I've only remember seeing her in two things. This and 40-Year-Old Virgin. And being John Malcolm. Uh, But maybe you've never seen that. 
No. And the fact that she played the character she did in 40-year-old version and then this character, mm-hmm. like that teacup spoon thing, that's forever haunting me forever. Oh. And this the sink line, and uh, she's just killed it. I can't believe that you've only seen her in two things. I feel like I've seen her in so many things. Well, I'm on a movie podcast now, so I'll see her in many more things. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. When we do... Okay. Man, I wish a month started with K so I could be like, kept timbers for Keener. No, there's no K. We only watched Catherine, Catherine Keener, Keener movies. <laughs> I should have done that. We should have done like, S is for Seymour Hoffman or oh, something. Philip September Hoffman. <laughs> right, exactly. I almost, I when I picked my movie for this month, I almost I almost picked a Jordan Peele movie. It would have been Jordan Peele month. Ooh, that could have been fun. Well, we need one more movie from him before we can do it. But, uh, you know, hey, give him a little time. He's on the right track. Well, I can name four. I can think of three. No, three. Nope. Us. Get out. Get out. Wasn't he, didn't he, wasn't he involved with Candyman? Oh, he might have been, Did I? but I didn't even know if that movie came out yet. Honestly. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, 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 I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's probably yeah. a producer on that one because he produced a lot of stuff, Twilight Zone and stuff. Um, Kate, you said screenplay by Jordan Peele. You should have picked X Y Z. I think you made an excellent call. I think you picked a great movie. I think it's going to be one of our highest rated movies ever. I just have a feeling. Let's give it a rating and find out. Yes. Okay. The script for this movie, written by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame, one of our funniest comedians, wrote a horror movie. And for my money, this script is a 10. Zero notes, zero improvements. Oh, this actually is the right place to talk about how the ending. Did you guys know that the ending of this movie was very different in the original script? I read that in the wiki of it. So this movie originally ends with the cops coming when he's strangling Allison Williams. And so it looks like he just murdered all these people. And so then he's in jail and little Rel goes to visit him and is like trying to help him build a defense. And Daniel Kaluuya is like, uh, don't, don't even bother, man. Like, you know how this looks, you know how the world is. And I cannot stress enough how devastating that ending would have been. It would have made this movie. I wouldn't have been able to rewatch it genuinely. I'd be like, that would just be too crushing. It's more realistic. A hundred percent. That's the truth. But there is something about the happy ending to this movie that is so fucking satisfying and so much. um, It it makes it so that I can rewatch it and, and I can retain all the other important stuff and not be distracted by the sadness. So 10. 10 for the script. Agree. Second, all of that, 10. I also give it a 10. Boom. Hydra. Cerberus. The music for this movie. So many bangers. We start off Redbone. First two minutes of the movie. One of the most uh, classic bangers of our time. Mm-hmm. The score. Mm-hmm. So good. There's Tinks. There's violin screeches. There's tink, 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 tinks. Mm. 
There's all sorts of shit. It's <laughs> I couldn't. I love a score. I love a soundtrack. It's all together. It enhances the film. It's a ten. It's got to be a ten. It's a ten. A fucking ten. Easily. The art direction for this movie. That house. You know the racists live in that house. If yeah. you got a house that looks like that, that's a racist it's racist. House. Yeah. Anybody that has part in their house they call the piece de resistance, mm. that's racist. Yeah. The basement, as Kate pointed out, in layered art direction down there. It's not just a cool looking set. It also is saying something. And it's funny that they have candles in oh, the surgery be, room. You can't be having yeah. candles in your OR. <laughs> you, no. you can't be having candles in the OR. <laughs> this is a 10 for me. Easily. It's easily a 10. Yeah, the deer on the wall, the candles in the thing. That the, was the coolest kill when he stuck uh, Bradley Whitford with the deer oh, antlers. So surprising. Reverse jump scare. <laughs> the, the popping heads off, lids off. It's, yeah. it's a 10. That, it, the movie is so awesome that the movie is like very, very realistic, hyper-realistic for the whole movie. And then that surgery room is so like 1970s horror movie, mad scientist, like mm-hmm. with the candles. Yeah. It's such a fun like moment of like campiness. It's a 10, man. That's a fucking 10. Oh, 100%. Uh, let me get the def. Let me get what this kind of movie is. It's an American psychological horror film. As a psychological horror film, what would you give this movie? Well, I would give it a ten. Yeah, so okay. I'm going to. I'm with you. I have. Um, I'm not a big gore fan. I don't like gory, shocking things just for the sake of horror movies. I like psychological thrillers. This is 10. This is a fucking 10. Oh my man. gosh. The theme of this movie, September is, or, 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 or the theme for this month is uh, S- September is for suspense. <laughs> it's really hard to say. September <laughs> is for suspense. September is for, yeah, oh, it is really September hard. September yeah. is for suspense. Uh, there you go. <laughs> It's fucking, you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Everything's weird. It feels so weird. It's all wrong. Yep. Fucking 10, man. 10. I was suspended the whole time. Yeah. 10. You're fucking Cirque du Soleil <laughs> in this thing. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, what? And with, you know you're not getting those keys, babe. That's, I mean, Ooh. come on. Ooh. And then, and then even when it seems like he's going to get out and then the brother comes back and puts him in the headlock and you think he's going to do jujitsu to him and then he stabs him. Ah, Had no idea Georgina was the grandmother. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on, so man. What are we suspense. doing here? Folks, it took 20 something episodes, 25? 25 episodes, almost six months of podcasting. And we have finally arrived at our first perfect film. This movie gets a 50 out of 50. Get out of here. Get out of here with, with that score. Get out of here. <laughs> Yay. How exciting. It's, it's, I knew, I knew, I knew the minute Nate started talking about it, that even if I wasn't going to give it all tens, Nate's going to talk me into the tens. Mm-hmm. What I a think movie. it's just so well done. It's, it's just. Just a perfect oh, and for it to be his first film, like how impressive! Unbelievable! How impressive! Truly, just some people are just talented, like right. 
people get breaks. You know, Allison Williams, a bit of a nepo baby. You know what I'm saying? But yep. Jordan Peele, this Looking guy like is, Amanda is P. a fucking talent. Uh, uh, Keanu, no, he didn't direct it. It was his first directorial place. He was also uh, the writer. No, he wasn't. He produced Black Klansman. Um, he was the writer and producer on Candyman and writer and producer on Wendell and Wild, which is like a kid's. Um, no, it's an adult stop motion animated horror comedy. Mm. Like one thing I will say is I bet he had a lot to do with both direction and production of Key and Peel. And they did so many sketches that are very, very cinematic and like very different. Like it looks totally different than any other sketch. So I bet that was actually a really good place for him to practice becoming a film director of doing all these different styles and uh, yeah, all these different styles during that show. So I think that probably contributed to why he's so fucking good as a director. Um, good point. Brent, do you have a movie for next month? I do. I have a movie or for yeah for I'm next excited. week. Yeah, it's not going to get a perfect score. Okay, but I don't know if you guys have seen it. I hope you guys didn't, but I don't know. It doesn't really matter. The movie I'm picking is by M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan, and it's The Village. Ooh. Yay! Okay. I love The Village. I kind of like this movie too. I seen it a long time ago, and people were like rude about it, but I was kind of like, I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people were rude about it. And I'm like, I'm Why not going to pick this movie. Because they thought it was stupid, got, the twist. Sixth Sense was such a big hit that it, everyone's compared everything he's ever done to Sixth Sense, and he'll never mm. pull that off again. No one will. Like, And the same with Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele might never pull out a Get Out, a get out again. Like, He'll do great movies, but they won't be this perfect and perfect timing and everything. So, yeah, I'm excited Listen to watch to this. the cast. Listen to the cast of The Village. Bryce Dallas Howard, Joaquin Phoenix, Adrian Brody, William Hurt, Sigourney Weaver, Brent, Brendan Gleeson. Wow. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, I love Brendan Huge Gleeson, cast. man. I love Brendan Gleeson. Big Brendan Gleeson fan. We love a banshee love when they're movie. in Sheeran. I wanted a, like a really good psychological movie, a really good suspense, yeah. and a, this one always stuck with me. And I was like, I don't want to do Shutter Island because it's too long. Mm-hmm. And this was like a minute or an hour and 48 and then I was like, ooh, I'll go, let's do 1408. I was like, no, that's kind of dumb. I'm What's like, 1408? John Cusack. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good movie too. Yeah, and there's another one I really liked, but um, I didn't like the ending of it. So we're going to go with The Village. Okay. Well, Yay! I'm looking forward to that. Uh, good choice. Thank you. That means there's only one thing left for us to do, folks. And that's say goodnight, Kate. Good night, Kate. Good night, Kate. We have always had, since the day we settled here, a gentle understanding with the creatures who live beyond our borders. We do not stray into their woods. They do not come into our village. I have always pictured them in some ways as our protectors. They have allowed us to live here, nestled amongst them in this untouched place. By the markings we find this morning on our homes, 
I feel they were warning us. We may question ourselves at moments such as these. Did we make the right decision to settle here? I fear our days of peace are over. actually diffuse Hello. No, equilibrium no equilibrium will take care of everything i think yeah 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 equilibrium it's what osmosis gotta balance each other out that's science condensation you know i wasn't i wasn't thinking about the vertices <laughs>